Summer drinking season is long, which is why non-alcoholic beer is a great addition to your cooler. But what makes you reach for one NA beer over another? Is it great flavor, variety of styles? Maybe you just like a cool can. Well, no matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor, it's athletic. Award-winning styles, it's athletic. Huge variety, guess what? It's athletic. From IPAs, extra dark, sours, hazies, and more, to summertime favorites like light brews and goldens, it's the number one NA beer brand in the U.S. It's athletic. Ask for it. Fit for all times. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Think about it. You're hanging out at the beach. Maybe you're going to a music festival, ball game, camping, late night, early morning. Wherever the summer takes you, the best part is zero hangover the next day. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Episode nine, six, two of down to dunk. You can find us on the athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to www.theathletic.com backslash down to dunk to get the athletic for three ninety nine a month. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Slam through. Taylor. Gosh, I can't wait for spring to come. I was just reminiscing about the beautiful herb garden I had when I was growing up. Man, good times. Baby, come back. Boom, boom, boom. Any kind of fool could see there was something and everything about slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. It so it's time like T H Y M E. Thyme. Yeah, thymies. Yeah. Huh. So that was a reach a little bit, but not a a reach. Not not, not your best. Yeah, that didn't it didn't land super hard. But I feel like maybe you guys didn't come with the energy that was needed to accept. You know, Luke's Luke's yelling at the beginning was maybe his worst. Here's the problem is that <laughs> it was. He had to catch his breath in the middle of it. Here's the problem is that it's not it's I'm still getting used to the new thing and I I forget it normally. I have to do it twice. And so it caught me off guard that I have to start yelling so quickly after the oh, I point, athletic I, noise. I'm giving you signals. I know, but I forget. What's hard is last week you came with your best intro, maybe of all time. You know, it's just, uh, I got to be better. You know, I got to bring that energy every week and I didn't and I'll be better. I'll learn my lesson. But Andrew doesn't remind you before he plays it the first time. And I, uh, I didn't have to re-record. I have to remind you every week for like 10 weeks. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, of course. The, the Thunder are 9 and 11, 12th in the Western Conference. Not bad enough. 
They beat the uh, yeah. the Houston Rockets 104 to 87 on Wednesday night, which was a, just a strange time of basketball watching. Uh, they currently sit at bottom 10 in both offensive and defensive ratings still. Or I guess they're not bottom 10 in defensive rating according to basketball reference. They're 12th worst. Oh, God. That's getting better, isn't it? It's gotten a little better. Oh, no. It's gotten a little bit better. But they still have the 29th ranked offense in the NBA. Good. Thank so, God. So their expected win-loss, the basketball reference does an expected win-loss based on I think betting odds and things of that nature, and it should be six and fourteen, or is what the expected win loss says. So the Thunder have had some luck, and they've had some just some straight up really good games. Well, and let's see the the games that we had to postpone are a Rockets game and mm-hmm. what's the other one? Seventy Sixers. No, wait, what was mm-hmm. the other one? What's it, that one? 76ers, yeah. So those could be two more losses as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, crossing our fingers here. This is true. You never know. You know, the good thing The good thing as I look at it, though, is, is even being 9-11, and 11, if they go on a three or four game losing streak, mm-hmm. uh, they are right there in the bottom. And I think you brought it up. I think this is a dream team conversation. So, But you talking about the fact that uh, there's only two kind of what you would say are guaranteed tank teams. Does that yeah. make sense? And that was that on was that when that was? And yeah. I think you look at Minnesota and Detroit. Nobody would say Minnesota would be a team. I think that you're probably right in the sense that they're too far gone to try to pull anything back. But talk about a team that's been ravaged by injury and COVID. Like mm-hmm. their best player hasn't played but four games all season. He's also out tonight against the Thunder. Uh it's just one of those things like I could see them and they're not too far. I mean, there's six games, six and a half games out of the playoffs. You've got, you know, a little bit of a shot. Like if you went on a run, but you've got to see what you have before you can do that. So that's if if your goal for the Thunder is to get a top five, uh, at least a shot at the top five pick, which I think is the goal. Uh, it's not it's not as far out of reach, even though some of these games where they play like the Rockets, it's like. Uh, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, a game that you would expect to lose. And the Rockets come back last night and just throttled uh, the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And John Wall was back and, and all those things, you know, that apparently makes them an entirely different team. Um, but it's not it's not one of those things where I'm I'm concerned at this point as far as their ability to get into that bottom five of the league. So what do you I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like you just used the phrase right there in the bottom. I feel like every week you've been throwing stuff out there and Luke and I have to put our chastity belts on. You're 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 doing this on purpose, Jay. I, yeah, do, I you truly are. believe. So I would tend to agree Chum in the water. with you, Jay, that I don't think that you can worry because really the only teams that I think that you can have real concern about for sure, being below the Thunder in the standings are Minnesota and Detroit, and Washington's there. And if you go to like if you go to Tankathon, you feel worried because they're at like eleventh right now. But if you really take a look at who the teams are, what the records are, I think that they're they still definitely have a shot because like Chicago wants to win games, Orlando wants to win games, Miami wants to win games. 
there's a lot of these teams that, and it's like aligned through the organization. Like everybody wants to win. Of course, the players and the coaches want to win. That's every single organization. That's what they all want. That's what they have to do. That's their job is to win games. But as far as like front office alignment, Minnesota would have liked to win games. I think they still would like to win games, but I think that they can, you know, say that they have been one of the casualties of this season with regards to wins and losses. But the Mavs will be better. The Pelicans will be better. Why couldn't that be us? (laughs) Why can't can't we be Minnesota and be 5-16? and Well, I think... I'll tell you what franchise I don't want to be. Just this one year, Jay. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that some of it... Some of it is that they have had some luck in the in the crunch in the clutch time. Yeah, I mean that has been certainly a part of and this. They try really hard. They do. They have a really good coach, and they're and they're bought in. So I mean, and that is not the worst thing in the world. I think it's really good for development. Yeah, that's a, well, it's good for development, but it's also like if you think about this and extrapolate it forward to when they do get two or three of these kind of franchise changing guys or one or two of these guys to have a coach and coach Dagnalt Dagnalt uh, that is able to get what he's getting from these guys uh, is going, should, should um, really set you up to have the coach that you want for the next decade of this new run Mm -hmm. um, just as far as what he brings to the team. And by every indicator that, that we're seeing, is he is, I mean, he is the guy for this franchise moving forward. Like he just, he carries himself really well. I think he's getting out of the team, the kind of basketball that you want to see uh, in this next era of the Thunder. I don't know. I just, that, that is one of the things that's both can be frustrating. Uh, if you're looking at them pulling out wins where you're like, what in the world? They didn't have Shea Gilded. They didn't have their top two players and beat the Rockets. Yeah, you know, but but and if you're looking long term as far as finding the right coach, I think Sam. I, I mean, I would say, obviously, twenty some odd games into the first season of his career, is that all indications are is that we've got a good one in Coach Mark. So yeah, he's good for he's at least good for this stage of the team. I think he he might be too good for this stage of the team. No, no, no. I mean, we, he's he's good for development of players. I yes. think I think it remains to be seen. I mean, Kenny Atkinson, two years ago, everybody was like, man, the co- the, the Nets have one of the best coaches in the league, one of the best guys in the NBA. And the minute that they get good players, <laughs> it's like, okay. They get a player See ya. coach. Yeah. And it, yeah, but don't you, think, don't you think some of that is because of the way they got their good players? Like if Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and Jared Allen became their guys uh, that, were, that were like elite – championship caliber players i think it may be a different conversation when you bring in from the outside Kyrie, uh james well not james harden necessarily at that point but kevin durant i think it puts a different kind of uh expectation for the coach to where you need a name it's the same thing like there were rumors that kevin durant didn't love billy donovan because of you know billy donovan's college coach didn't have pro experience kind of thing like i think that that Kenny Atkinson may still be there if those guys that were already there that were kind of grew up in the system, uh, which is by all indications how the Thunder are going to grow. Uh, yeah. I just think that there, there's a chance that he could have grown with them, maybe. It's, so, it's, but may I mean I, it's that's possible. Total I just guess. Yeah. I just think that there's they're just vastly different jobs, 
to coach like a contender and to coach a team like this. And I think that there's guys that are fit for jobs like this. And there's guys that are fit for, you know, coaching big time players and, and coach Degnault could become that. I would, I just would be skeptical because I think like Scott Brooks was great for the development of this team. And I think that, that you could argue that they held on to him for too long. That if they would have hired a different coach, you know, two years earlier, like things could have been different. And so I just, I, I know the Thunder learned a lot from their first run, and I just wonder what exactly they have learned about coaching and that and that coaching change in particular. I wonder what they yeah learned from it. You know, it's so interesting too. I mean, how different would the entire franchise and the team be if we had won in? If we beat Golden State and went to the finals in one, or yeah. if Russ didn't get hurt mm-hmm. and they won with Scott Brooks that mm-hmm. in 13, you wonder, like, would Scott Brooks still be here? Or would he not be, would he be on a good team? I mean, okay, so look at Doc Rivers. He won with the Celtics mm-hmm. in 2008 and basically got 10 years to do whatever hey. he wanted to do. And then it was yeah. just last year that people were starting to be like, is Doc Rivers maybe not a good coach? Mm-hmm. And now he's on the 76ers and it's, wow, look what Doc Rivers has been able to do. If you win one championship, you get so much wiggle room and yeah. so much time to do whatever. I mean, the complete, without a doubt, it's, it's what matters most. It's what matters most. And I wonder if Scott Brooks would still be here if they had won. I think there'd be statues. Probably on not. Probably not. City. I would. I don't it, think so. And also like Doc Rivers has had success everywhere i just yes you look look at the situation in washington but i mean with the clippers though he had really good regular season teams but they never really yeah yeah i mean i'm just saying scott brooks hasn't had a good regular season team even since okc yeah yeah i agree i mean i agree but i wonder if scott brooks coaches differently if he wins a championship in 2013 i mean i think everything changes for everybody probably everything changes butterfly effect butterfly effect Great movie. Great movie. Uh-huh. Is it? Gosh, man. That that movie like gives me nightmares though. The mailbox part. I I know I kind of remember it, but I have not seen it. Probably you blocked it years. out. You blocked it out. Yeah, dude. Too scary. Too scary. It's um, good for you. Hey, look, can I borrow your music for my game? Sure. All you right. get, but you gotta pay. Okay. In non fungy tokies. So <laughs> this week, Fred Van Vliet became the all-time single-game scoring leader for the Raptors. Wow. He scored, what did he have? 54. 54. So he joined the 50 club. So it made me wonder, and my friend Peter was texting me about this, it made, made us wonder, who who leads the, each team in like single-game scoring? So I found a list. For the whole franchise? For, for all-time? All-time. Okay. So I thought we'd go through some teams and okay. see. I'm going to give each of you one guess. Oh, God. All right. And let's see how many we can actually get. Okay. So okay. we're going to try to go pretty quick. So okay. we'll start with the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody gets one guess as to who has scored the most points all time for the Brooklyn Nets. Gosh. I guess I'll say Vince. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll say that it's already Kevin Durant. Okay. Oh shoot, that might be right. Jamon. Jamon. I was gonna go with Vince Carter, but let me say Kyrie Irving. It's Darren Williams. He scored fifty-seven points. Fifty-seven. Yep. 
Wow, Darren. Great right. job, dear. Charlotte Hornets. Oh, no. Don't think too hard on this one. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is correct. Jamon with one point. Keep, oh. keep your own score. Okay, okay. Okay, some of these you're going to have to have a quick trigger on. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan. Got Michael it. Jordan. Keep, keep, yes. your, keep your own score. Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yes, we'll give that to L-Man because you're okay. tied. <laughs> that's two points for me. I'm keeping Dallas going. Mavericks. Dirk, Dirk. Witty. Yep. That's two. Tayshaun. Denver Nuggets. Carmelo. No. Wow. Nikola Jokic. No. Carl uh, Malone. That's not no. Nuggets. <laughs> that's the that still counts as your guess. <laughs> you're just thinking of mountain teams. I know. You're thinking of mountains, dude. David Walmart. Thompson. David Thompson scored 73 points in a game. Whoa. Holy moly. Yeah. Detroit Pistons. Oh, that's going to be hard. Isaiah Thomas? No. Detroit. Oh, it's probably... Oh. Should I give you a hint? He was traded for a guy that played for the Washington Wizards back in the day. Traded for a guy who played for the Washington Wizards back in the day, but they weren't the ba- the Washington Wizards. They were. I'm not even going to do it. I can't even think about this. All right. Three, two, Sheed. One. Richard Hamilton. Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, oh stack, stack. stacks, dude. Trade for Rip Hamilton. Uh, next one, Golden State Warriors. Steph. <laughs> no, guys, come on. Huh? Clay Thompson. No, guys. Baron. No, think before you were born, my man. Oh, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah, Will. You guys. Couldn't even give L Man a chance. He was about to say it. It's not. Were you he was about say, well, to say it. No. I saw the W and and he was he's so disappointed. Gosh, yeah, Will it. Chamberlain, one hundred points. Wow, one hundred points. Wow. Yeah. Remember the sign? You know the sign? Oh. Houston Rockets. James Harden. James Harden. Yes. Tayshawn. Indiana Pacers. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is correct. Four. Killing it. If you guys get this one, this is double the points if you get it. <laughs> Clippers. Oh, man. For double the points. Double the points for the Clippers. i give you a hint. This happened in 1990. Oh, God. 1990. I I don't. I have no idea who's on the Clippers in that yeah, That's why it's worth double the points. I have no guess. All right. Charles Smith. I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. That's right. Uh, 81 points, obviously. Great game. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what year this happened in. This happened in 2007. And this is, I think this is the lowest total for any franchise. It's only 45 points. Is it Pow? It's not Pow. That counts as your guess. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is incorrect. <laughs> Luke, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Kendrick Perkins sat on this man. Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> that counts as your guess? I don't know how Zach Kendrick Perkins Randall. would sit on himself. 
<laughs> and he also oh, never, dude, it's happened before. It's very painful. And he also never played for the Grizzlies. <laughs> dude, I thought it was a trick question. No, Mike Miller scored 45 points in 07. Oh, wow. Great job, Mike. Rookie of the year. <laughs> in a loss. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade? No. Nope. Dwayne Wade. LeBron James. LeBron James. Good job, <laughs> Oh, man. wow. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, before you guess, I'm going to tell you this happened in 2006, and the guy had zero assists when he scored 57 points. In 2006, Brandon Jennings? No. no, no Ray no. Allen? No. I have no idea. Bob Sura? Ray Allen was with the Sonics at that point. Was he with? The, was he there at that point? My bad. His oh man, his last name is the is the name of a color. Oh dang it! Uh, Dave Dave Yellow Dave Yellow Michael Red <laughs> Dave Yellow Dave, Dave Yellow Michael ah, Red. I would have, yeah, I would have accepted Red. David Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael Red scored fifty-seven points. He was awesome. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Kevin Garnett. No. Hmm. Oh, Kevin Love. No. Oh. He has oh. three names, L man. Ricky, Ricky Yellow. <laughs> no, think about it. I don't know. Scored 50, yes, you do. Scored 56 in three 2018. Names. Three names. Three names. I don't know. He's on, We've already talked about him he's in on this the podcast. Timberwolves. He's not playing tonight because he had COVID. Carl Anthony Towns scored 56 points in 2018. He had 56 and 15 in that game. Whoa, baby. Sick. Pelicans. Don't think too hard on Anthony this. Davis? Yes. L-Men. New York what, Knicks. What's the answer? New York Knicks? New York oh, Knicks. gosh. This is a... Uh, the hint is this happened in 2014. I know who oh. this is. I know who this is. It's... Uh, Jeremy Lin? No. No. <laughs> in That's your guess, Jamon. 2014. Am I, am I overthinking this? Yes. Carmelo. Yes. That's it. Okay. He scored oh, six. Really? Oh, see, I, I thought it was so nice. Yep. I was thinking it was the guy, uh, the dude in the 90s. Uh, he scored 62. Not Patrick Ewing. I mean, before that. John Starks. The previous record was Bernard King. Bernard King. That's who scored I was thinking. scored 60 of. on Christmas, but then Melo um, surpassed him. Wow. The legendary Nick, Carmelo Anthony. Oklahoma City Thunder. Kevin Durant. Eh. Russell Westbrook. Ding ding. That's eight. That's eight. How, how, what was his? What was the score? Uh, he scored. That happens a lot. Russ did. Let's see. Fifty-six. No. Say on here. Because huh. KD had fifty-four. That was his top here. That's gonna bother me. And he got fifty-four like two or three times. Couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. The 54 bubble. We've all oh, been 58, there. Oh, 58. 58. Yeah, 58 was the total. Um, Orlando Magic. Dwight. No. Dwight. Shaq. No. Come on, Jay. Uh, okay. Uh, this this happened this... in 2004, Jay. Oh, of course. Tracy McGrady. T-Mac. Yeah, yeah 62. Philadelphia 76ers. Allen Iverson. No. It's not. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... This was all, all before we were born. Oh, uh, Dr. J? No. Hmm. In the 60s, Luke. I have no idea. This is the name you were about to say earlier, but you, I, you got cut off. 
I was about to say earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it was 60s. What's the only player you, you were from the so, 60s? You were so mad that Taylor said the name before you even had a chance to say it. The only player from the 60s that you would know. He is a stilt. I'm not. I'm not giving myself. Will Chamberlain. The only <laughs> uh, Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker. Devin Booker is correct. He scored 70 in a game. Portland Trailblazers. Dame Lillard. Dame. Damian Lillard is correct. Oh, Good job, Jay. That's two in a row. Sacramento Kings. If you get this, this is worth 10 points. Hmm. Oh gosh, that Earl the Pearl. No. So it seems like since it's worth that many that it's kind of hard to get is my assumption. That's how this works. <laughs> it's not. Just say Vlade uh, Divac and let's move on. 10 seconds. 10, 9, Pedro Skajakovic. No. Ooh. 7, 6. Come Luke. on, Luke. Come on. You can get this, Luke. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jack Twyman. <laughs> oh. Jack Twyman. Jack Twyman. <laughs> Spurs. Timmy. No. Oh, dang it. George Gervin. No. no. I have no idea. David Robinson. David Robinson is incorrect. The answer is David Robinson. <laughs> Robbie's son, David. <laughs> David. Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet. No. Yes. Is it? Well, yeah. He, that's why oh, we're yeah, playing no. the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly why we're playing the game. <laughs> Utah Jazz. Carl. Nope. Really? Huh. Must be AK-47 then. <laughs> no, this is this is in the 70s. Uh, I'll just back. I'll just back away. Okay, Luke. Pistol uh, Pete. Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. Oh, take you it. Did it. Washington. Wow. Washington Wizards. This happened in 2006. Gilbert. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert. Yep. Jay, why did you back off? You were about to say it. That's it. Nine. That's the game. Yes! I got nine Taylor points, wins. Jay. I got ten! Oh my god, Luke won. <laughs> we kept our own score. I win. <laughs> oh, let's uh let's go to our most famous segment, and that is John's back to a bigger mystery. John's back to a bigger mystery. Hey guys! Welcome. This season has not been fun. <laughs> uh, it has not been fun. Now, I know you're thinking, of course, this hasn't been fun. They're literally trying to be bad. But my argument has nothing to do with wins and losses. It has to do with style and an appropriate acknowledgement from a team's ownership, front office, and coaching staff that basketball is entertainment. Hmm. It's the number one thing that basketball is mm -hmm. now there are teams that have a record under 500 that are way more fun than this team this is just to show you you can be a bad team and be fun okay charlotte atlanta cleveland new york yeah even new york is more fun to watch washington that's a recent development new orleans how is new york more fun to watch you're gonna have to really sell me on that hey man they're getting triple doubles they're getting highlights do you think we're popping up on any highlights uh, do you Did think you we're Isaiah popping up on a night on a one night of Sports Center? Yes. No. Yes, it's happened. Well, Isaiah Roby, yeah, that one. 
the crossover in the he dunk. broke he just absolutely broke nick Vucevic. so is that fun to you <laughs> fun yeah that was fun for that one time and then you're like well that was isaiah roby I just don't think the Knicks are. I think the Knicks and the Thunder are on the same level of fun. Okay, I'll let you have it. Okay, uh, New Orleans and Mavericks. Oh, New Orleans! New Orleans is fun. Still more fun. Zion is just so much more fun. Brandon Egram and Zion just being on the court is so much more fun. Yeah, I guess. You know it. You'd re- like. I've seen a few of their games that have been misery. Oh, absolutely. Every one of our games has been misery. Not <laughs> I true. Disagree. I Except disagree the very start of the season. I feel I like the argue. start of the season was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the only reason you're He's saying that is because of the expectations you bring to this team. Like if you were pulling for them to be decent, you would enjoy certain games far more. Now, I'll give you this. The Houston game, not fun. Not fun at all. I don't want to watch Justin Jackson shoot the ball. Dude, the last two and weeks have not been fun at all. I don't know, man. Me watching Shay, like watching Shay do work against the Knicks and the Nets was a blast. Yeah, but like, let's go. Shay. Which was more than two weeks ago, probably. But like, let's let's like really go all, for it. Is this though. all that? Is this what do you mean they really go for it? Like he's doing well. He's playing too seriously and deliberately. I need him to let loose and show us what he's got. He, I want to see. I want you to get he out is there. In, Jay. He's in all-star consideration. Like no, he's this playing. <laughs> what no. do you want from him? I want him to put up 25 shots. I want to see him not, get 40. You're not going to see it, man. What did what Alex said uh, last night? Kelly Oubre has more points at 34, or was it 40? 40. Yeah, Kelly Oubre is a gunner, man. I. So let's see. What's the point? What's Shea's the point not a gunner though. Shea it's be- not in his basketball DNA. All right. You know, that's not, you know, I mean, I mean, I know, but I want someone to do it. I thought this year we'd at least get like, okay, Baisley's trying more things. Like, Baisley's really good. Listen, they have a lot of guys that understand the game and want to play it the right way. That's just, that's just the nature of this team. They don't have, the only gunner they have is Hamadou Diallo. Mm -hmm. And they, and they are trying to, they are. They've actually done a really good job with him this year. They're really trying to rein him in mm-hmm. and teach him like his spots on the court. It's he still is taking mid range jumpers with eighteen left on the shot clock, but he's he has been better. So he's, watching this there's team, there's been development with him. Watching this team treat games like it's very serious practice and I, development is okay. not fun. I am with you. That is not fun. I'm with you on that. It's not. Okay. And I also think that some of this has to do with Poku being gone. A hundred percent. He's the only Poku is fun. <laughs> the only fun potential comes from Poku. I don't disagree because it's it is it is a team of professional basketball yes. players. It is With a team like a coach that is very serious and very good and yeah. very intentional. Uh-huh. And these are all great things for a team being better later. As a fan, watching this as entertainment. No fun. Also, I will say that the bar was set so high for us yeah. because we had Russell Westbrook for so many years because he's the antithesis of this team. Yeah. Because he will take these, he will take, if he was on this team, he would take all the shots. Oh man, it'd be so fun. He would take every single shot. And if it wasn't a shot, it it better be an assist. Yeah. Is, is, right. the, is the way that he would function. And he's was a, he was a human highlight reel for so long. And we were we were spoiled by Russ in in that everything anything could be fun like any game any moment could just be spectacular mm-hmm. because of him, 
like it's funny like i feel like the front office and ownership has always pushed this like blue collar team for mm-hmm. a blue collar state and a blue collar fan and blow and it feels like this is actually the first team that that really matches that without a doubt they yes and no one is gunning for their own they're looking for the right shot yeah maybe this is a team they've been trying to build the whole time <laughs> we finally got a blue collar hard work and nose in the ground team you if when you have a team with the talent level of this team you either do that or you're the worst team of all time yeah this, this question doesn't lead to a bigger question. It's just, is this fun? No, I have another bigger question for you if you'd like it. Well, lay it on us. Yeah. Jerry, are you with us? Yeah. I. It's funny. Like, i defending the other side of this, and I'm like, I, I haven't watched one of their games with a lot of intention in probably a week. I also think that right now we're we're in the worst that this season I think is going to get to where it's we play Houston, Houston, and then Minnesota, Minnesota, Lakers, Lakers. Like it's it's like Groundhog Day, which we just had. Where we're living stuff and back to back. It's like we just saw this. Like yeah. this is happening again. Like and I it's, don't want. I didn't. The first one was you know not great. I don't want to see the second. Mm-hmm. And we have to do that for a t- like full two and a half, or not two and a half weeks, but a week and a half. Yeah. And and without without Shea for for this one, mm-hmm. they're possibly out without Dort tonight. No George Hill, like some of the things that are making them a little more enjoyable to watch. No Poku, which for me, like what's even the point of watching this team at that point? Right. But I will be and I said this in a text thread and I know there'll be people that think I'm insane. I will be more excited to watch G League games than some of the games that I've watched of the Thunder in the last week. Yeah, I, there weren't many people watching on Monday night against Houston in the second half <laughs> in wow. that were in the arena, that were there in person. However, I did enjoy some Mike and Ikes that night. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Which was fun to eat oh, Mike yes. and Ikes. And also, they served us hot s- spaghetti and meatballs. That oh, night. spaghetti meatballs. Yes, which was very fun. Very fun. Did you get a packet of... Uh, Parmesan cheese. They didn't have any. They did have ketchup, which I threw at Royce whenever I walked through. They gave you ketchup for your spaghetti? No, they just had it sitting out. And I, Royce, I walked away and Royce was like, man, I wish they had some ketchup. And I said, I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Found some. There's no, he didn't put it on his. He would, he had, by the time I got back, he had already eaten. He said that would be his little halftime snack. Wow. That's lovely. I love spaghetti. A ketchup ketchup packet? Just a little ketchup packet. (laughs) Royce is like, if Royce gets that 2.30 feeling in the afternoon, he's like, man, I'm getting tired. He just pounds a couple catch- he just go, ketchups. He, he goes to the fridge and just... Well, I guess there's... I thought maybe we were going to get more of a debate, but I guess we're kind of all on the same page. We're all equally bored here. That's. I mean, this season was going to be this. Yeah, I guess I did expect... A little bit more, I think. I think I expected just like some games where, man, Baisley's really trying things. He postered someone this game. Or, you know, I thought we'd get more highlights. I thought we'd get more zing. More zang. They don't have zing zang, guys. They really don't. I wish Shea was. The only one is Hami. But right? he hasn't even been. I mean, they're trying to rein him in. So he's like dribbling to get to the freaking elbow for a pull-up jumper. No, he's not trying to get. He's trying to get to the bucket. Uh, I've seen a lot of pull-up there's, jumpers. There's too many elbow jumpers. trying to rein in. 
yeah, that's <laughs> that is exactly what they're trying to rein in. Uh, L man, you have an online deep. Well, I thought dive? you had a bigger question. I can ask you a bigger question. No, this can be your on. your your deep dive. No, here's my deep dive. That lady that got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk oh, about this. Oh no. man, so this lady. LeBron like got into it I guess with this lady's husband and to start off the lady is 25 and the guy is 60. seemingly 60, 60. I yes. would guess 55 but probably 60 that's yes and, he's gotta uh, be 60 yeah. and there was they reviewed like the tape or someone reviewed it and the only thing that they can hear him LeBron say about this guy is he calls him old steroid ass yeah <laughs> which i which you see is you know he's a very fit guy which uh makes me decide that i want to do steroids i would do i would do if you can look like that i would do one but but on i would do one <laughs> i would do not, a very experienced man on steroids i would do one. i would do one round of steroids <laughs> but i i i went to the girl's uh instagram which is now private Really? But, yeah, but Is her it? followers have jumped up pretty, oh, man. pretty well. Oh, uh, and she's just defending her man. I so love to see that. She loves him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true love. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they, they kind of had a deep dive on the Dan Levitard show about it a uh-huh. little bit. So I have some info for you. On okay. That. All right. They met at a nightclub in Miami. That oh, was where they that. had their first. Their first kiss, and they lived. They split their, their time first- between Miami and Atlanta. Yes, yes, Luke. I love that. Yes, this love. Man. Uh, this is true love, and she has her own YouTube channel where she teaches you how to do your hair for when you go to Turks and Caicos. Oh, yes, yes. We can. And they do a couples Q and A, I guess. No. And, they, and you really get into their relationship where they met, how their how their true love really formed. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Network also on Twitter was like like had, was aghast that she was twenty five. Yeah. And on her Instagram, she posted to prove it. She posted her passport <laughs> for a portion of it that showed her birthday. Is that all she's got? She doesn't have a driver's license? Well, I don't know. She, but she, it's four of ID. You can get into a bar with it. It's it's sufficient. Wow. Okay. But I was just, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, the other thing is I cannot believe that Lena has fans on the sidelines. I that, know. That aren't wearing masks. Well, they took a taken off the mask to yell at them. Why would that be allowed? I don't know. Well, I apparently it wasn't. They got kicked out. But the other thing, they found old pictures of LeBron when he was in Cleveland and this guy on the sidelines in Atlanta. Like, he's been giving LeBron crap for years. Really? Wow. Yes. Yes. And you just see the same guy just there. In Cleveland? Or yeah. in Atlanta when in he was Atlanta on Cleveland? In Atlanta when he was on Cleveland. Interesting. And so it, uh, oh, it's just great. Do you I think those, those, um, those courtside seats are more expensive this year or less? I bet they're the same price. I have no idea. Those are probably season ticket holders, so that's probably the same. But I loved it. That's my deep dive. And Taylor, Taylor even went went, went deep. We went there. I was I was very into this story too. I thought it was hilarious. It It was really good. And she was like posting, I was seeing a lot of her selfie videos as she was like walking out of the arena, just really pissed off and saying she would F LeBron up, which is funny. It is good. Wow. I will f him. I, up. I'm afraid they're not going to be invited back, but they probably will be. <laughs> they, I have no idea. Uh, let's take a quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And now we're back from that quick break. Twitter questions! And we're back. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at Freaky underscore Siddiqui. Who wants to know, why do the Thunder keep winning when we specifically ask them not to? (laughs) (laughs) Mark D, man. He's a good coach. I, I, I think that's right. He, I, I like him. He's what what he's throwing out there. The players are latching on to, and I think you, you you can tell because after the games, the players are saying the same stuff that he says pregame about like certain phrases, and so it's like they they're young, multiple minds. They're all on the same page. I like that, which helps. I like that. Uh, Twitter question comes from Matt Bangelo. Who wants to know at what point do we get worried? We're too good to tank well i mean if they get through the month of february and are anywhere at or above 500 then i think you should worry uh because they got minnesota minnesota which are both winnable games minnesota, but they're without minnesota, shame. minnesota minnesota lakers lakers denver milwaukee portland <laughs> milwaukee cleveland miami san antonio atlanta denver so if they can get through that and be at or above 500, then you can worry. No, it's over because it's a shortened season. I mean, at that point, our season is completely screwed. We're too good. It's over. I'm just saying, if they can get through that and be close to 500, then they're, and they're not going to make the playoffs, and they're probably not going to make the play-in. You're also going to be so mad because you've lost your bet. I'm probably going to lose True. my bet anyways. I mean, I probably lost my bet Wednesday, really. Yeah, thousand, no, I think you thousand. still have two. I think you have one win left. No, two wins left. I know. That's what I'm saying. And you didn't have to yeah. give us both $100. <laughs> no, it upped. Jay questioned us, so it got up to uh, Each 200. Yeah. Oh, 200, yeah. 
right. That's Jay. But um, I, I do have this idea that like the co- the team, your coach and your organization can be so good that it uplifts this crappy team to yeah. like the middle of the pack where you don't want to be. Just wait and see where we are at the end of the month. All right, we'll hold off on that. That's okay. there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of wanting to jump to conclusions, and that was happening. You know, even like when they beat Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. They beat Phoenix, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, this this team!" And then by Monday night, the conversation after losing to Brooklyn by a lot and losing to Houston is a lot is like, "All right, tank time." They're horrible, and then they beat Houston again. It's like, "Oh my gosh, this team is too good." It's just. It bounces back and forth <laughs> at every single game. Trust mm-hmm. me, it does. It's and it's, you know what that is. That's a it's annoying. Is what it it's is. It's annoying, but it's a five hundred debate for a five hundred team. It's absolutely an annoying debate. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kyle Panabaker. He wants to know: Do Cade, Suggs, Mobley? Etc. have all real superstar potential. We look at Zion and Luca as those franchise-altering type players, but I just don't feel like these guys are getting that kind of buzz in college. Yeah, I mean, part of it's that Cade isn't somebody that's... He's also... He fit really well on this Thunder team and that he's not a guy that's going to go out there and take 50 shots. And he's... I mean, the dude asked to come off the bench the other day for Oklahoma State. He he's a he's going to be a tremendous leader at the pro level, and I think that he's going to be a guy that affects winning at a high level. Um, but he's also not like the craziest athlete; like he's not a rust level athlete either. Um, so I think all those things kind of play in. Zion was easy to pump up because he was this giant man that could jump just crazy out of the gym and bursting out of his sneakers. Yes. Literally, (laughs) literally, literally destroyed his sneakers on the court because he is just such a giant. Uh, It was, that one was easy to pump up. Luca was not before the draft. There were so many questions about what Luca was. Some people were calling him like a better version of Joe Ingles. I mean, Yikes. that's that's what was happening with Luca. So Luca's not this. The hype wasn't the same amongst the people that knew what they were talking about. Yes, but amongst like the general basketball community, no. And so I think the hype with Cade and Luca are probably similar. And I'm not saying that. I mean, it if Cade was as good as Luca, that would be unbelievable because he was an MVP candidate candidate in his second year. I mean that that's a high mark to hit, uh, but I think I think Kate Cunningham is there with regards to hype, uh, and then I think I think Jalen Suggs is a guy that if you look at somebody that's going to be the one that if you go back to the conversation we had during Tayshawn's factoid fickery dickery like. I think there is a part of it where Jalen's the more exciting guy probably yeah. than Cade, but yeah. Cade has the potential to be. Uh, it's and I know that it's going to take an incredible amount of luck for this to happen. But if Oklahoma City and Cade were paired together, I'm not sure there's been a prospect that was more perfectly wired for the culture of the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. than Cade Cunningham. He also chose uh, to at, come to Oklahoma to play college basketball, right? And maybe the Thunder have to hire his. I think it's his dad or his brother as one brother. of the coaches. And that, bring yeah. him on, man. Bring him on the staff. Whatever it takes. Uh, Mobley is a wild card in the sense that. 
he is, if he becomes any part of what he could be, he'll be maybe the most unique center to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that he can do everything on the basketball court. His three-point shot isn't quite there, um, but he is one of those guys that's just a unicorn in every sense of the word. The, mm-hmm. the other one that I think... See, there is a Jokic, you know. Yes, but yeah, I mean they're they would be very similar except for Jokic is obviously far larger, uh, like three times maybe the size of Mobley, which is what I'm concerned about. At that point, it's it's really not a stretch that he's three times the size of. (laughs) And then the other guy that I think you're gonna watch uh, here this week actually is I think Jalen Green's the other guy in my just from what I've seen from the limited clips because most of what we're watching for him is AAU and high school. Yeah. Jalen Green's the guy that honestly is the guy that gets me the most excited to watch him play just because he's, I mean, he's a streaky, high-energy scorer, can defend if he wants to. Like, he's kind of the guy. And we'll see. He may show up in the the G League and and not be as exciting as he was. But from from what are the indications that I'm getting from people that seem to know what they're talking about is Jalen Green's another guy I get pretty excited about. So, I don't know if these guys I, – I think I, – if I was going to bet, I think Cade is that franchise-altering player. Yeah. It makes me terrified that he's going to end up in Detroit, uh, which is it's just I think with a good prospect, if, if you get him in a good organization, it can dramatically impact who they become, mm-hmm. uh, the full extent of who they become. So Cade's the one I'm obviously the most excited about, but I think those other guys have high potential, obviously, as well. I don't know if they're kind of that generational talent, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. No one thought Russ was a generational talent. I mean, certainly not. And also, we thought KD was the perfect guy for OKC, culture-wise. For a decade, he kind of was. Yeah, he kind of was. He was until he wasn't. Yep. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Ducky, who (laughs) says... Last season, it seemed like CP3 took Shy under his wing. This season, it seems like Horford has taken Bays under his wing. Luke, who will be the next veteran player with an untradeable contract that the Thunder bring in to Luke. take Dort under their wing? Shy, you're for you. Just want to see the world burn. <laughs> you do want to see the world you burn. Really do. You it's, it's hard. It's uh, you may be nailing it perfectly in the sense that it's a bit. But it feels like it's not a bit. And so if that's what you're doing, you're doing a wonderful job. I think it wasn't, and he turned it into a bit. Yeah. Which is good. Improv is good. Yeah. That's improv at its best. Uh, Any untradeable wings out there? I would have said, you know, maybe they already have him in Trevor Ariza, right? Yeah. But he won't even even join us. I I keep forgetting he's alive. Where's he at? Where's he living? He's at, I don't know where he's living. L.A. Just probably downtown. Okay. <laughs> Are there? Yeah, Bricktown. Deep Deuce. <laughs> Andrew, let me ask you a question. Are there any like who's out there other than I think the ones we know of John Wall, Russell Westbrook, who has the gigantic contract that I mean, Blake Griffin is another one, but none okay. of those guys fit uh, into trying to help Dort become a better professional basketball player. I don't know who that would be. Tobias was almost one of those guys, and then he kind of had a, has had a resurgence this year. He's bounced back. He's bounced back. I don't know what what other bad contracts are out there. That's that was obviously a lot of that was the fruit of some super maxes that didn't really work out for the franchise, and then the year of 2016. But those have all gone away. I've got it. 
DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the number one for all time, 1A, 1B, 1C. Yep, that's right. I think DeMar could teach Dort a lot about just scoring in general. It's the next step for Dort. I want to die. Is to learn from DeMar. You want to make this team more boring? You know what? Actually, that's how boring this team is. DeMar would bring some zing zang zong. He would bring some zing. He would bring some zing zang zong. He would, definitely. He's been good this year, by the way. He's got good dunks. Listen, I like watching him dunk. Everything else about him, he's been good. I think if he was on this team, he would, you would have a Chris Paul like resurgence no. with him. No, I be- I I firmly believe That's it. Too much. No, I firmly believe it. That 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 you would be like, you know what? Demar Derozan's pretty good. Oh. And he no 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 he no, is no. helpful no 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 this no. is I think I absolutely believe that in my heart of hearts you believe that about my me yes yes I do too Luke what's he even saying I don't know yeah I I have I have one I have yeah. one contract that would never happen in a million years but if the Thunder wanted to absorb this guy's contract it would be actually a pretty good player for Dort to learn from. Draymond Green is owed a lot of money for the next three years Mm -hmm. on a team that may be okay, maybe not okay. That would be somebody that I don't, like I said, never going to happen. Uh, But we also probably said that about Chris Paul. But I think Draymond would be somebody that could teach Dort a little bit more kind of the nuance of defense. How it can be even uh, even more of a pestering presence on the court. I know that that's someone I would immediately love if he was on my team. I know it. Draymond? Oh, my God, yeah. Maybe. No, I know. That's one. I can see the future, and I think DeRozan is Why do you guy. think you know me better than I know me? Because you might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from We'll See Gabriel. <laughs> what are the sounds coming out of your mouth? Who <laughs> says, Can I get a Pokemon drop from my man getting sent to the G League? Oh no, Poku, Poku. getting sent to the G League. Here we go. Pokemon! Maybe we'll do like a, uh, we'll keep up with Poku's G League. Oh, career, without right? a doubt. Yeah. It may be the most fun thing to it happen is. over the course of the next Dude, three weeks. Dude, if Poku has like a Goes like a five for five from three in a G League game. Oh, oh, my God. We'll go wild. Oh, scratch my belly and call me Nancy. No. Andrew, if you want it, man, I will be right here watching the G League game, live streaming with you if you want it. All right. Of course I want it. I'm making my whole Friday oriented around that G League game. Yeah. You guys want to do Zoom watch parties on the G League games? Yes. That would be funny. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Hold on. Oh, um, it comes from at uh, Van Elephant King. What's your worst movie theater experience? I think the worst movie theater experience happened with Alex. We were, I don't know, we were maybe 13 years old. Parents dropped us off at the mall, going into the mall, wanted to go see a movie. The only movie that we wanted to see was a movie called How High. We mm. weren't old enough to see that movie. So we bought tickets for Harry Potter, mm-hmm. walk in the theater, and 
immediately people start following us. We sit down <laughs> for how high in the very top corner, hoping to watch the movie. And before we even get to the previews, we are yanked out of that theater <laughs> and kicked to the curb. Y'all must have been really like really acting nervous if they know we really must have been it did it, it seriously was seconds of sitting down in the theater they're that like all right hilarious. these look at these kids trying to <laughs> go see this movie <laughs> you know in hindsight we should have just gone to see harry potter so did you just leave the movie theater we just left yeah because you got like when you're that young and you get in trouble or get caught you just feel so it's your tail between your legs you're just getting out of there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I don't know what mine is off the top of my head. I, I would say I really got to the point where I can't really do midnight like mm. movie things. So I get too tired. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me, it might have been I went and saw Interstellar by myself. I did. <laughs> I did. And I fell asleep. I almost <laughs> fell asleep. There was a part where I was like, I was like, I'm about to fall asleep. That's a good one. That's an I easy one to fall asleep that. to late yeah. at night, though. There's there's like a spot during that movie where like I I think a lot of people like almost fell asleep. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That there yeah, there are, there are pockets of that movie that are very sleepable. And I yeah. had to like get up and like go outside and like walk around <laughs> for a little bit. And I like got some food and I was like, I just need I need to walk around or else I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, the final Harry Potter. I went with a group of friends and they were real late in getting tickets or they bought in the night of but it was like a midnight showing or something like that or 10 o'clock showing. And I am not a huge Harry Potter guy. Like I've watched them all, but it wasn't something where I was like dressed up for it or anything like that. So I show up and the tickets are front row (laughs) and on the corner of the front row. And so, I mean, almost like nauseating experience watching it because you can't focus on the entire screen you're focused on like individual parts uh that was probably in the running for my worst movie theater experiences i miss movie theaters by the way (laughs) right i know um i went and saw austin powers gold member um which i guess came out in 2002 which would have put me i I turned 11 that year yeah i was gonna say you were not very old i turned 11 that year so who i had to go see it with was my mother (laughs) <laughs> and as an 11 year old this is pre things starting to change but things are starting to ch- change and shift yeah in my body sure gold member was so awkward to watch next to my mother <laughs> and she was like laughing at stuff but try- i still remember it she was laughing at stuff but trying to not laugh at stuff because she was like can i laugh with my 11 year old son about this i don't know <laughs> so that was probably the worst movie going experience yeah I would also say another bad experience was um, my grandma took all of her grandchildren to see, um, oh, what's the name of that movie? Lost in, Everybody's Lost in the Woods. How High? No, not <laughs> She took us all to see How <laughs> Into High. Into the Woods. That movie? No, the one where they're carrying the camera, they're in the woods. Oh, uh, Blair Witch Blair Project. Blair Witch Project. She oh. took us all to see the Blair Witch Project. You got that? You're all too young for that. We were way too young for that. It was horrifying. Oh god! I didn't even yeah. know what we were going to see. That was you were going to see a documentary about people getting killed by witches. Yes, it was. I was ruined. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that is. A, it was a scary movie. It's a cultural yeah. moment. It was Blair Witch Project. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from 
Warner West too. He wants to know, taking into account contract, age, role, etc., which rookie point guard would you prefer over Theo, if any? Theo! Luke, I hate you. Help us. Help us all. Uh, I mean, there's... Rookie point guard. What rookie? I mean, obviously Halliburton mm-hmm. is the one that comes to mind first. Yes. And Lamelo. He has been tremendous. Yeah, Lamelo as well. Yeah, I think that you. I think when he's talking about contracts, like you're paying Lamelo eight or nine million dollars a year, right? Yeah. Which I think is fair. Well, that's it's been eight or nine million on his on his rookie moment. On his on top, top shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Halliburton, Lamelo for sure. Are ones that you would take? Are there any others? Uh, would you take Peyton Pritchard? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. He's been fun. He's been fun for the Celtics, but I would not take Peyton Pritchard. Not a chance. Killian Hayes. I mean, Hayes has played seven games. He got hurt. He <laughs> likely will be out the rest of the season. It's just really difficult to say. What about Cole Anthony? No. I was, Hell no. I know you were you were out on him and <laughs> I yeah I was out on him early and remain out. Is Tyrese Maxey more of a shooting guard? Um, Guys, I gotta go. I'll see you later. Oh wait, do we have? Oh, but, oh no, I forgot to do. We it. didn't make a drop. Oh, this is gonna be my drop for when I have to leave. Okay, okay, it's this. Okay, bye, Luke. Bye, oh man. Bye, Luke. Bye, Luke. RJ Hampton, no. No. Get out of here, Luke. You're distracted. We still have to do a podcast. We can't worry about your cramping. Yeah, please. Please. Uh, What about uh, Emmanuel Quickly? Quickly is interesting. I wouldn't say he's a... I mean, I guess he's kind of a point guard. He's definitely more of a scorer. He would be the guy, Taylor, that you would say. Oh, would yeah. I, I like quickly. The most fun. Did you see him swim on the ground the other day? Yes. <laughs> see, I like stuff like that. I, we need more antics. We have no antics. There, is, there are very few antics on the OKC Thunder. This is true. <sighs> um, but, yeah, yeah I mean, that's kind of it. it. I, think yeah. that's, I, mean, I think that's kind of the, the heart of the question, too. Yeah. I like Teo, by the way. I don't, that has not, it, when I think of how boring this team is, I don't include him. Yeah. Cause he's been pretty, they cool. have Desmond, Desmond Bain's a shooting guard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have him. One of these things I'm looking at has him listed as a kind of a hybrid. Like he doesn't feel like a hybrid. No, it, it maybe it's just cause he's not that tall. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from at Darren EB one. Thoughts on Baisley in our offense moving forward. I think that he needs a bigger role and more shots and touches, which should come after Horford and Hill are moved. A lot of the time, he seems to be a secondary option for Shea, and it's usually just as a dump off when Shea is double teamed. I think the thing for Baisley that if I could give him one kind of thing to grow into as a part of this team as part of this offense i i just want to see him be more aggressive uh he's still passive you see him pass up shots that are open like i i would always rather him if it's wide open it even for a second just shoot it mm-hmm. just shoot it mm-hmm. what do you, 
why why not be the guy that shoots 20 times? Because he seems like he's at least somewhat of a rhythm guy from the three-point line. Like, shoot the ball. And then when he gets to the rim, it, it's I just want to see him be more aggressive. Like, he has the ability, and we see it from time to time. Like, he's athletically gifted enough to really elevate and and get to the rim aggressively. And too often he will try to kind of pull the ball back, go underneath, kind of lay it up on the side. Uh, and and that's, I think, a lot of what makes the indecision for him when he gets to the rim, which is still there. It's one of the things we're hoping to see grow. And I think it's probably grown a little bit, but not to the point that that I think I was hoping to see him in Baisley. But for me, it's all about aggression. Like, be aggressive. Like, if, he, if Baisley had Hami's confidence and aggressiveness – yeah. Uh, it would be a perfect combination uh, of of a player for who who we want out of Baisley. So I still believe it's there. I think it's there for Baisley, but he just even looks timid on the floor sometimes, which is not really what you want out of a player. Yeah, he's really picking his spots. And I think they are throwing a lot at him. I think he's thinking a lot when he's on the court. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you I can would, see that. I would say that in time, I think that he'll become more fluid. Uh, and that could come this season, as soon as this season, because I do think he's a quick learner. I think that we've seen that as well, as far as defense goes. I mean, at the beginning of last season to the playoffs, he became a much different defender. And so with these offensive responsibilities, I would guess that things will change for him. Even like compared to last year, when he puts the ball on the floor and tries to go to the rim, and in those moments, Jay, you're you're talking about where we see it every now and then. I remember last year he'd put the ball on the floor and didn't really have the moves or these go-to yeah. movements that he could get past a player and just finish at the rim. And this year he does, and he's dunking it when he does it too. But he's he really has a pretty good handle. And when he can pump fake and put the ball on the floor and go to the rim, he should be really trying to finish like hard because he could jump over some people. Mm-hmm. He can. He's been really, really working on his zero step. Yeah. And tries it a lot so Mm -hmm. i mean that's something i mean he's really trying to develop some moves i wish we would run some kind of like some kind of clear out pick and roll and try to run more i know we don't have the best passers when it comes to alley oops on this team clearly (laughs) but that is a dude who like we should be trying to run more things with him or like that um you remember that just where he'd cut on the baseline from the corner yeah and they throw it up from the top of the key. Like he is that athletic that he yeah, should. Yeah, we yeah. should be running. He should be the lob catcher. Yes. Instead, they were they threw a lob to Al Horford in the last game. Yeah, it was great. Hilarious. That was a highlight. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Third in the MPP voting. Myth. 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 And peeved. I guess Myth and peeved. I am. Do you want to hear about it? Yep. Yeah. That's what this is all about. That's the point of this segment. So uh, I've uh, at least said this on the pod before. So I had, I was diagnosed with COVID mid-December, spent Christmas in COVID isolation. And here's the deal is the thing is that they don't tell you, I didn't read enough of, is that it just lingers uh, for everybody or for for a lot of people. Because, you know, there's these long haulers, but for some people, it lingers in like weird ways. And I've told this to the podcast guys. I'm not sure I mentioned this on the pod. So if I did and it's redundant, I apologize. But I lost my taste and smell. Most of it's back. Uh, I would say almost 100%. It's a little bit different. But here's what happens is now I get phantom smells from time to time and in randomly and it's still happening it's been five weeks 
uh, since I, no, gosh, six weeks. And every once in a while, I'll be sitting here and just smell cigarette smoke <laughs> for prolonged amounts so of time. Dude, Crazy. You might want to check and your son's backpack, though. He might be uh, getting a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> shocking. So I went to my ENT, and he was just like, this is just one of the things. So your cells are growing back and some of the nerve things that were impacted by the virus are trying to figure out what's going on. And so like, I have to, like anytime I start smelling cigarette smoke, I take something that's really strong that I know the smell of. Like I have these little essential oil, like peppermint next to me uh-huh. and I just sniff it and then try to retrain my brain Does to it know work? what smells are. Yeah. It at least stops it for a minute. And then the other thing is if I really flare my nostrils and take a big inhale through my nose, then also the smell goes, it's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.